0: Back, we're back. PPT Podcast Weekend recap. What's going on?
1: What up? What up?
0: The weekend, first week, Premier League's back. It's time. It's time to recap it. Eventful weekend as far as games and as far as transfers go. A lot to talk about. So let's just get right into it. Um, let's start with your game on Friday. Nice and easy 3 0 win for the defending champs um, on the road against Burnley. Very, very comfortable. Quick quick goal in the first three minutes from Howland. The machine returns in emphatic fashion. And, yeah, good one for you guys. Or what was your thoughts on it from a City fan?
1: Oh, man, I mean, a lot to take in. First game of the year, you know, you get things going. Burnley, tough opponent. Vince and company, emotions playing him. You know, just the whole thing. Kind of over it with playing him last year. We kind of know what, what to expect. Um, good fight, good scrap. You know, we both had a city win here, uh, point each. is what we got. I don't know if you want to do the points now. If you want to do the points after we go through the games, we can do them at the end. All right, we'll do them at the end. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little upset at a few things. Um, but it's the first week, you know. It's, it's, it's we we handle it we move a lot for us coming up in the next week or two already early fixtures because of our victories from last year. So that's how that rolls trouble reminder, number 16. Um, and yeah, you know, we, we, we have a chance to, to go into the second week with a win. Um, that's the good takeaway. The immediate bad takeaway, Brian is I'm upset at pep. I'm upset at the medical team. We, we have, we have, Arguably the best midfielder in the world, um, number three in my personal Ballon d'Or rankings, and a player who is very important to you. And when you have him sustaining an injury, huge injury, at the end of the Champions League, and when you have a manager who speaks on protecting the players, often, now how important it is to protect the players. We have a situation where we have to look at the medical team or the PEP and kind of figure out what happened. You know, that's a little troublesome. Um, we find out today he's going to need surgery. Three doctors have looked at it. All have the consensus that he needs surgery. Kind of should have already had it over the over the summer. I get it. He wants a vacation, do his thing with his family. I get it. I get it. I'm not hating on any of this. I'm treading on careful, on on, on, on scary waters here as I, as I look to critique my club I know trouble winners but we got to look at this one scenario if we're just isolating it we got to understand we we goofed we goofed I mean obviously first off you got to protect the player the player is always going to tell you he wants to play put I have it in Kevin's head if he thinks he can go he's going to say yes he said before that game in a press conference he answered the question I'm actually surprised to get the start literally he said that prior to the match. We have Pep trust his players. I don't know if Pep, you know, the overthinking classic thing about Pep, right? Did he overthink it? Is he nervous? Did he, Was he that important? Or was it as simple as the medical team told him he can play? Kevin said he can play. We're kind of pushing it a little bit. And Pep says in his head, okay, if he can play, fine, let him start. He deserves a start. It's the start of the season. So I, I don't know. But what I do know is he hasn't done much in the preseason. Obviously, the medical team in the training see him daily, and he's. it might be truly a scenario where he comes back, he feels good, nothing's an issue, but because he didn't handle it when he'd handled it, and the swelling goes down, and everything's relaxed, and he's on vacation, on jet skis, doing his thing, nothing pops out, nothing's immediate, and then finally, when he gets in real intense time again, it triggers It's re-aggravating. I don't know. It could be all of those things. What I will say is from the outside looking in right now, I'm a little upset that they started them. That's what I can definitively tell you, and I think in my humble opinion, it's the wrong decision. But we take three points and we move. That's why we have Phil Foden. That's why we have other players to come in. I'm not going to bitch a single minute about how this is going to affect Sounds
0: like you're bitching.
1: Let me finish. I am not going to bitch and allow this to affect the overall goals. We are a club in a position in which, yes, we may have one to two to three, four injuries potentially, knock on wood. I hope no one gets any injuries because I've said it on the record. I want to face everyone at their best so that we have no excuses when somebody gets slapped. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a reality. And when that's the case, as a club who is treble winners, number 17, you have to slide in next. We move. And right now, I'm looking at Phil. Right now, I'll say it. I'm looking at you, little young McAtee. I think you got something for us. I think you're going be, gonna to be pivotal in a few games. I'd say about when we have, I'm going to look at the schedule here in a little bit. I'm going to give you more of games that I can pick out that I think he's going to be spot on for that. Next week, not so much. Potentially, I don't know. Pep's got balls. We'll see how what kind of balls he has. But I trust in the squad. We're going to be fine. But in this isolated incident, I'm a little upset. It, it puts a, in my. It, it, that's the thing, What I, I guess what I'm trying to say. It puts a sour taste in the victory. Everything was perfect. We get the clean sheet. We looked great. They had chances at times. But it, it bothers me a little bit. It really does.
0: What about Paqueta? Are you looking at Paqueta?
1: Yes. Yes. Before we get to Paqueta. latest on me. that. I'll give you. I'll give you the latest, and it's 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 fast. In fact, we can go ahead and and let me go ahead and get that up. Good shout for you for making. Uh,
0: yeah, the Du Bruyne injury sucks. Um, I don't know what to think of it. <clears throat> I remember when the news came out after the Champions League, it was oh, torn hamstring, torn hamstring, um, and then he came back very very quickly to training. I mean, he was basically in your first training session, so that didn't Correct. make sense to me. It seemed mismanaged from the beginning. Correct. Um, so, yeah, that was weird to even start him in a game against Burnley's weird. Pep Roulette, he usually sits De Bruyne a lot. So I was pretty pretty shocked. But could it be that the medical team did everything right and De Bruyne is just breaking down?
1: That's another thing. I, I would not be against that. Got a that. lot of miles on him. And this is this is where I'm, I'm against that particular. This Let me give you the scenario where I would say yes, if this were two separate legs. If this was a right ankle and a left hammy, then I'd be like, damn, dude, we're struggling a bit. This is just one literal isolated incident that m- mismanaged, like we're acknowledging, is is the cause of getting something only can maybe do 20% damage now to about 100% damage. He's completely out kind of thing. So it's on us that we made it this problem. It's a self-sustaining problem. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case now your your statement I think becomes valid he comes back and everyone let's calm down here's another thing okay yes he's gonna miss the first Arsenal game he'll be there when it matters in March and the reason I point out Arsenal is because I look at the schedule there's a tight little matchup Arsenal at this point is the only team I want to be having a conversation about about in regards to who's going to be fighting for shit Let me be very clear. That's a little inside scoop as to what you're gonna get from me here in a little bit. So as we look to the to the to the business end of the season, as like my boy Steve likes to say, the Sharks will be there. We will be fine. Kevin will be there. He's out for three to four months. On the back end, he's gonna be celebrating Christmas, knowing he's training that next week. We should be Gucci. Now your point becomes valid if at that point he comes back. And the left ankle puts him out for a little bit. Then I got to say to you, my guy, the tires are breaking down. Yeah. Or if he
0: has setbacks in train in uh, in his recovery process or his rehab or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, it was a good win, good game. I thought Burnley looked pretty good at points. I think Rodri kind of <clears throat> saved some goals from happening in that game. He was very good. Ake as well, and um, got a Gravardio cameo at the end. Nice little ten minutes for your new signing. Um, not did nothing particularly well, but did nothing bad. It was just basically getting his, uh, breaking, popping his, uh, man city cherry there.
1: Agreed. Agreed. We all but,
0: um, yeah, good, good opening game. win. wasn't the best opening game in general, I would have liked the, you know, I predicted a little more of a nail biter. I think you did as well, but it is what it is. Um, as far as the injury, how that impacts things. I think, I think Arsenal should make some more signings pounce on this. De Bruyne are out, Gundogan in Barcelona, having a great time with Javi Ball. Um, yeah, we saw right. that this weekend. Can talk uh, that <clears throat> Mares in 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 Saudi Arabia now with Neymar. So I think it's a great time to pounce. Uh, that's that's a that's a lot of big names there that Man City doesn't have this year. Regardless yeah. of they bring in Paqueta, Um we we know Pep Pep signings take a while to cook they don't just they're not microwaved they're a slow burn so yeah, yeah i think uh the links are popping back up i would love that get another attacker in we'll talk about timber's injury which is very d- disappointing and not sounding good uh could be some medical team slander coming from me as well but yeah three points in the bag uh, i don't think you're at top of the table i think that would be one newcastle not like it matters but um Let me
1: give you this paqueta update yeah newcastle but yeah before we move, I want to make sure if we're talking transfers, and you should probably do a transfer update on your club too. Ortega's getting bites from Byron. Pep is confirmed; he's not going anywhere. Uh, in regards to those extensions, I think the extensions for us, Brian, and you're going to notice this as your club starts to climb as well, because again, that's the only fucking club I'm worried about climbing at this point. But as the climb goes, you'll note that the extensions sometimes are just a little bit more important. They just hit that much more as opposed oh, to the a guard signing. extension
0: happening. Yes. Talks happening today.
1: The other one I'm thinking of immediately off the top of my head for your club, the man William Saliba extendo. It just hits different, doesn't it? It's just yep. an important player. You need those. Rico Lewis, 100 done today. Extended. The Walker extension is looking closer. And my God, am I am about to cream my pants for the third time in reporting that the Bernardo Silva extension is looking amazing. And another great point I want to talk about here is wage Structures.
0: That's an absolute must extension right there. You lose Bernardo on top of this.
1: I'm it's a wrap. I'm waving my hands and saying the title race is up in the air even though there's one fucking club to worry about. Yes, I'm waving my hands. I'm saying it's complete up in the air. Let's do those numbers. I have to reevaluate, reassess. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm in scramble mode again. Immediately, should Bernardo not extend um, or get, end up getting sold. Um, if he doesn't extend, I'm still okay because we're fighting for this year. Let's just look at it anyway. Uh, but rumor the extension, here's the great thing. Wage structure, right? Because I'm going to bring up wage structure with a few other other clubs later little hint hint nudge nudge wink wink i want to note real important how it is that when you have a player that is a part of what you are doing and you have get great value in this player and you restructure from within it just hits a little bit different when you look at the wages and remind yourself that what this guy was making he was on like a hundred and something k wages we're bringing them up to the levels right above uh, Jack Grealish, right below Kevin, right below, Ho- well, Kevin, right below Holland. He's going to be right up there. It just shows how when you have these scenarios in a team that's built right, you're going to look in a few years and be like, oh, my God, that Saliba's on those wages, this extension that we have now, like, that's a must. Like, that's easy. It's, it's a, it's a what is that?
0: What, what's the number? Because you just said think- their levels. So if people don't know, what's, what's the number?
1: Yeah, let me get the wage structure out right now for City, um, but it's going to be I think around three hundred and twenty-seven. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a good deal, and he deserves that. Um, twenty-seven, right? Twenty-seven. He's about eight in age. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Twenty-eight. I think he actually just got his birthday. Uh, 28. But, so, yeah. What I really love about it is if you look at the wage structure for City, I was trying to pull up the the exact amount at the same time. Yeah, Kevin is number one at 400k weekly salary. Erling Holland is 375. Jack is right there with 300, and then we go on the John Stones, Phil Foden, and Rodri at 220k. Right after Rodri. It goes down to 180K. The following players, now Kyle Walker got an update, but listen to what, Ruben Diaz is on 180K wages. Top three defender in the fucking world right now, and this man's on 180K wages. It's shit like this that's amazing. He was on 150K. He's going to, I think we're putting him at 340-something.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good numbers, good numbers for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Big, big Big fan. Um, Big fan.
0: Let's move on to the next game while you're looking that information up. Um, because we're getting a lot of dead air right now. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna power on and we can circle back to this. But Arsenal 2, Nottingham Forest 1. I expected a bigger, bigger homecoming than that. I expected more goals. I predicted 4 0. Um, the goals weren't coming. Uh, Dominated the game for the most part, possession wise. Good, good stuff I saw. I thought Rice had a great game. He was almost scored two goals. It was great him. to see him in those higher up positions that Jacka used to get in. Um, we knew he was capable of it. We know Arteta and Pep are not going to look at a player that's just going to sit and play. West Ham ball, you know, we, we know they want a tactical player in those positions. And it was good to see him do that. Um, so I was very happy with his uh, debut at the Emirates. Very, very good. Saka, what more can you say about the kid? That left foot shot he's developing where he's pretty much made it a signature shot for him in this past year, which is absolutely something I was calling for two years ago. And he went ahead and did it, which is not surprising. Not surprising at all. The kid's capable of anything in the world. So that deadly shot is just taking him him to another level. I'm expecting around 20 goals for him this year. Amazing shot. Poor Matt Turner on his stomach, looking in the goal, picking the ball out. Former Gooner. Martinelli, class as well. We have two of the best wingers probably in the league. Um, Definitely up there, I would say. With Mares leaving, that probably puts us above them. So I'm expecting 20 goals from these guys. That's what I want. Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, you know, 2018-19 levels. That's what I need from them. Um, so, and they're more than capable of it. Two brilliant, brilliant players. Um, weird formation to start the game. Mm-hmm. Very, very weird. Gabriel benched. Fuck you, Arteta for fucking up our FPL. Um, talk. That was Tactics. that was surprising. We dropped again.
1: <laughs> you can hear me. Can you hear me? Zencaster fucking sucks.
0: Fucking Zencasters trash before I get back into the formation. Just want to say that (laughs) on recording. But, um, yeah, weird formation. Gabriel Bench was very surprised to see that. Partey right back inverting into the midfield, giving that extra support. I love the the uh, Partey-Rice midfield because we just win the ball back with ease with those two guys. Turn the ball over. No big deal. They were winning it back very, very quick. And, um, yeah, I liked it. But, you know, overall, was disappointed with the performance. Um, to give up that goal, I was really annoyed by that. I wanted a clean sheet 100%. It was a very, very poor goal to concede on the counter. Um, they fell asleep. I, I don't know. But we need to get that out of our game. City showed what to do on an opening day and what to do when you have a three-goal three lead close it out, end it with ease. I want more clean sheets this season. And today, David Raya is coming in. So we'll see how that works out going forward. You were pointing out some analytics before that showed that, ooh, maybe Raya is a big upgrade on Ramsdale. Want to share those?
1: Oh, my days. Was not really expecting it to be this serious. But... Um, I do have a question for you. Have you had the conversation with yourself about what this man, Steve Cooper looks like? (laughs) (laughs) He's an odd
0: looking fellow.
1: This man looks like he runs a deli in in the Fordham section of the Bronx.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's an odd looking man. It's very, very scary. Um, Pulling up a, page now yeah Delhi, Delhi. that's a good that's a good one um definitely a construction worker vibe <laughs> also like butler at a haunted mansion like yeah. the one from scary movie with the one arm with the little arm <laughs> with the little hand bro he's just, just an odd guy. looking guy yeah looks like looks like he was born in chernobyl <laughs>
1: What do you think about um, uh, the fact that, yeah, I mean, you conceded on that counter, which I thought was like really, it came from a corner, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was so, ridiculous. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit much because like that run from just the two players were pretty impressive. That striker actually is already getting bites. <laughs> he yeah, didn't even I mean, start. he was
0: a beast. He didn't start. I think, I think he had some fitness issues because he was injured in preseason. But yeah, he's a beast. He came in and dominated. Nobody can move the guy. He's strong as fuck.
1: Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I I guess I'm still I'm still not really done on this Ramsdale Raya thing. I don't. I'm really I'm really not all in on 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 the whole thing. I get the competition, but I'm always thinking that this just should I have one that's kind of the dominant. Anyway, David Raya has saved 5.28 goals more. Than the expected last season so we're doing xg expected goal saved for goalkeepers which is a crazy how analytics has gotten so david raya has saved an expected plus 5.28 goals more than the expected last season meanwhile aaron ramsdale the guy i rate i i back number one england guy for me i mean i that's that's my stance Aaron Ramsdale conceded 3.11 more than the average goalkeeper would have done. This man, Raya, is saving five expected more, while Ramsdale's giving up 3.11 more. Mm. So it's an eight-goal difference in XG for,
0: for goalkeeper analytics. Just yep, think about it. I mean, that. it's small margins. Arteta could be looking at that and saying, hmm, just that alone could bring us closer to City.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... Um, Yeah, absolutely. When you see stats like that, you got to think the long term plan is for Raya to displace Ramsdale. And I believe the analytics on Raya's distribution is slightly better, too. Um, The amount of
1: videos I've seen on his distribution, small margins.
0: You got to be ruthless. You got to be ruthless to get to city's level. And could that be it? I think we'll find out in about a month. I give it a month. I don't think Raya's coming in this weekend, but. Give it, give it about a month. I think we'll know who's going to be the goalkeeper for Arsenal this year. Yeah. I think we will know in about a month. But, yeah, it was disappointing. We got to stop, start cutting that out. I'm willing to give a, a, a mulligan on the first week. However, we, start, we keep doing this shit again. Um, it's going to get very, very ugly in here. But, yeah, we keep it moving. Three points is the most important thing. First weeks are weird. Very weird for some teams, especially in uh, Manchester not the blue, <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's talk about, let's breeze through some of these other games. Um, yeah. because there were some I did not watch. I had a busy weekend this weekend. I will be premier league 24 seven or all weekend, as you should say. So, um, but yeah, let's get into these other revol- uh, results. Did you watch the Brighton Luton game? They won four, one, um, what did you think of that game? I didn't watch any of it, but it was a good result from Brighton
1: from what I saw from the
0: highlights and stuff.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, they had a chance. I, I thought they looked pretty good. I was on purpose to stooping on watch, which that guy is absolutely amazing. If you don't know or are new to the pod, I absolutely – I'm emphatically love with certain left backs. It's a position that has actually gotten out of the way for City. We haven't been able to kind of uh, really rectify what we need there since Benjamin Mendy. Um, which who is innocent, uh, living his life now, playing, I think, in solid, he's playing in France, I think, actually. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I love, I love Purvis. Um, I think, uh, Brighton looked good. Um, if I were, if I, if I remember the game correctly, um, there was a moment there where Luton Town were like, kind of trying to go at it. (laughs) And I had myself a good laugh because. They have um uh the guy with the hair, Chong, the Dutchman Chong, who play who played at uh, United, that guy, he's got a little bit of some spazazz to him, but uh I wasn't very impressed. Um Brighton dominated. Good game, but yeah, Luton are getting relegated for sure.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um from the highlights I saw Luton Luton played pretty decent, so We'll see. They're, they're not playing this weekend. Their first home game is postponed, so that'll be very interesting when that's rescheduled. But uh-huh. dominating win for Brighton. They're sitting at the top of the table after the first week. Um, people thought they would go away. Meep in particular, maybe I'm wrong. Evan Ferguson, that guy looks like he's going to be an absolute beast. That's going to be your next 100 million pound Brighton sale. Guarantee it.
1: Guarantee
0: it. Young, big striker couple years that dude <clears throat> all the top clubs will be going after him 100 percent. so good one for them let's move on to
1: brighton have officially said they will not be selling ferguson for at least the next five years that's already <laughs> yeah, we'll been a see. conversation
0: we'll see we'll see about that we will see about that i'm sure they said that about other players but it's an interesting thing because they're very hard with negotiations, and we see there was a deal struck with Ajax for Kudos, but apparently Kudos is not going there because he wants a release clause in his contract, and Brighton do not want to give it. So it's going to be interesting to see if these young players who go to Brighton are going to want that in their in their contract going forward. Because yeah, if you're smart and you're young like Elise did with his release clause, he goes right to Chelsea. No negotiations today. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if they do that after there, because you know, every as good as Brighton is, everybody knows they're they're just like a Dorton, Dortmund. They're just a development club. You develop there and you make your big moves. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see those release clauses. Let's breeze through these other games. Um Crystal Palace beat Sheffield United. Good win for them. On the road, Sheffield. Um I regret not putting them in the relegation zone. <laughs> Bournemouth, west ham 1-1 um yeah draw nothing nothing crazy how was Piquetta in that match
1: looked good uh played a t- uh, an eight went back and forth defensively he actually looked pretty solid city fans on twitter were kind of rating it looking real in depth with him some of those finishing passes in the final third weren't as crisp as i would have liked um but the bank main thing He's definitely both-footed, man. Both his both feet are amazing. I mean, he left and right. I there's just so much comfort in his dribbling and his vision. I really like that. If we can just hone in on it, he's great. Uh, but he looked good.
0: Yeah, Jared Bowen had a banger in that one. Wow. And um, yeah. yeah, Fulham, Fulham, Everton. One zero Fulham, good road win. I was surprised to see Mitrovic still playing over there. His Saudi move still has not got sorted. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> very very interesting, um, but good win for Fulham. Everton, you had them relegated, so I think that's a good pick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now let's let's graduate to the bigger games this weekend. Newcastle five to one against Villa. What were your thoughts on this game? Newcastle were on fire, pressing, pressing maniacs, winning the ball back, hitting Villa on the fast break. That high line from Villa was very, very naive, very, very naive. And I'm sure the Ming's injury did not help another big injury for Villa. Uh Um, Another big hit for our Premier League fantasy team. Uh But, um, yeah, what do you think about that one? Are you going to overreact to this result in either way, the Newcastle favor or the Villa favor?
1: Well, you know, the, the thing about it is they both of these sides put out a pretty strong lineup in that summer series. And it, it finished 3-3. There was some action Jackson, and I expected that to be happening in this game as well. It was just really one-sided. And it just goes to show the, the real coin flip of Villa in that back line. The real coin flip of they could be there with them in a game. They can also get slapped by them in a game. And so I'm looking at it now 13 shots on target, you know, only six for Villa. Uh, the possession was there. I really watched this game. I'm really, really liking uh, Isak. I'm really loving Callum Wilson's role. I mean, six minutes into your Prem season opener, you're 20 years old, and Sandro Tenali puts in a banger like that great run great cross I mean Sandro welcome to the prem they look good um I'm not gonna overreact because you know we'll have I can't we have them next week so I have to kind of summer summer this down a bit <laughs> but uh I think villa will be good too I think villa will be good ollie was a little was a little trashy uh musi Diaba, 11 minutes into your debut good for you sir you get you a, an equalizer at the time but you get your ass handed to you Um, Yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to stay calma in this game. But I do think uh, where my predictions were got Newcastle being higher than Villa. So, yeah,
0: I'm not going to overreact either. I think I think that game is a nightmare matchup for anybody going to Newcastle first game of the season with that with that crowd. They were hyped up. It was a real party atmosphere, just like I predicted. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody's having a tough time in that game. It's such a tough, tough opening game, and um, I'm not going to overreact to it. I think the tactics, like I said, were very naive. Uh, Emery to play that high line on the road against Newcastle. You knew what kind of environment you were going into. You knew the players were going to be hyped for this. Yeah. So I think things will even itself out over the course of the season. I expect new, uh, Aston Villa to still be good. I expect Newcastle to still be good. But, yeah, I mean, Tonali's looking very, very good. Let's see how it holds up. Isak, um, man, baller, 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 oh baller. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, Arsenal were in for him, and that 60, I think it was 70 million release clause, that was looking high. Now, in the, the Chelsea age of the market, that's looking like a cheap, cheap release clause. It really is. Yeah. So, kind of a buyer's, uh, buyer's regret. Or, mm-hmm. or not buyers, but just shoppers' regret. Something you wish you bought at the time. Because, yeah. yeah, he looks really good. And him playing Arsenal, he's got that kind of Thierry Henry movement with the ball. Very, very good dribbler. Fast.
1: Looks his, like a player. Looks like a player. Progression, his next progression is doing something for the Swedish team. I got to see you do it in the national team. I really got to see you perform. I mean, we're getting to that point where this guy's got to be a must-start for that manager, whoever the hell the Swedish manager is. So,
0: I think he's always been starting. I remember been seeing been? him starting in the Euros, yeah.
1: Okay. That's well, the first
0: time I saw him.
1: Then I I got to see some production then. I got to really start seeing some numbers get put up um and start carrying that Swedish team. I got to see what else is behind you, um but I mean, man, you 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 got you got to you got to get it going cuz this guy is a baller. He can play anywhere and I shouldn't say anywhere in the front three. I'd say striker and left wing is definitely his like his comfort that left wing roll he can do man. that's next level when I've when I saw some of that phew, this guy's got dribbling he's got the vision he's got just just some some sniff to him some smell in that box man. he's a baller. he's definitely a baller.
0: Yeah, for sure great opening win for Newcastle. you have them this weekend. we will we will talk about that game on Thursday. Next up, Brentford. Tottenham two-two draw at Brentford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you think of the Harry Kane-less Tottenham Hotspur?
1: You know, a lot of a lot of people will tell you, um, wasn't that bad? You know, good, good. I'm looking at the stats right now. Thirty percent possession for Brentford. Jeez Louise, bro! What is happening here? Um, the only thing I will say out of this in favor of Tottenham. Um, Someone go save Pasuma. That dude can play. Yeah, he looked good. That dude can play. Um, that squad they put out, right? Son in the left. <sighs> Kulu was kind of eh.
0: <clears throat> Kulu was trash. Kulu was trash. <laughs> this is a dude that, that Tottenham fans were hyping up to the next level because he came in and had 15 good games. Yeah. He, he did nothing all last season. He was terrible, terrible on, on Sunday. And, yeah, the, the worst people on the pitch were their front three. Sun was synonymous again. Um, Richarlison, just just awful. Terrible feet that, ki- that kid has. The yeah. ball's always stuck under his feet. I don't know yeah. how it happens, but every time it happens. um, Yeah, and, you know, you got that Harry Kane money in. I haven't seen one link yet. I haven't hey. seen one link. So, yeah. you know. What are they doing? I mean, I think Madison, Basuma, I think when they get Benton core back, that's a very good midfield. But these motherfuckers were playing both fullbacks inverting upward or or bombing forward, leaving Van Der Ven or or can defend, can't defend like I like to call them, and and, (laughs) um, Davis and Sanchez in the back just by themselves. Yeah. And okay, Brentford's a good team. But let's not pretend like Brentford didn't lose their two best players, David Rea and Ivan Tony. And Brentford had some very, very good opportunities they didn't put away. Yeah. So, you know, everybody at Tottenham so happy, but I believe they're going to be in for a rude fucking awakening. Go and play that style of, of, of ball. Go and play that shit at the Etihad. Come to the Emirates and play that shit. We yeah. will put five on your head. Yeah. Easily. So... I think it was a good opening weekend for them to gas up their little rinky dink fan base that can get gassed up over a simple card trick. Um, But yeah, other than that, I see that defense and I'm, I'm licking my chops unless they're bringing in two, two great center backs coming forward. Then I'm not worried at all, at all. Nobody should be worried. And this, this people getting excited, like they're going to make a champions league run. That's highly mistaken. That's highly mistaken. That uh, defense is not good enough. They do not have the personnel to play that attacking of a style. Basuma's no. good, but he can't do all that defending and 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 stopping and breaking up play on his own.
1: No, I'm looking at the roster right now. It's it's, it's complete. This is not a Champions League roster. I'm sorry, they don't have the minerals. Um, you 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 don't have it. You know, Pedro Borro is is another gem that probably needs to be out of there. Um, Going
0: forward, he's good.
1: Yeah, what going does he do forward.
0: defensively nothing no
1: nothing absolutely which is that's but that that's that's a player that you really I don't even give a guy a position that that guy I don't give him a position he's been whatever they're doing what he was at Sporting Lisbon too before he came over to Tottenham uh, another example it's the same reason why I in fairness to some of these players it's the same reason why we can look at Basuma and say that guy's quality get him out of there he's got minerals to him everyone else Get the hell out of my face. You know, a lot of people like Madison. I, I don't – I see some of it, man. I thought he was good. I, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Why? What in particular? I guess what I'm afraid of with a guy like him, and I'd have to look at the stats, is for me, I just don't feel like there's the finishing for him to play a 10, for him that play the high up.
0: His end product good. I think what, what I don't like about Madison and why I like Odegaard a lot better, Madison, is he just, he's sloppy. He's sloppy. Yeah. I mean, he takes a lot of risks, and most of them, a lot of them don't work out. He does have good end product, but I think he, he turns the ball over. He gives the ball away way too fucking much for me. And yeah. I, think, I think that's going to be a key because, like I said, that defense is very exposed. You have to be very careful with the ball. If you're going to be that exposed, you have to be very, very tidy with that ball. And Madison, Madison is, for every good pass he'll make,
1: he'll make two bad ones. And to your point about being able to, you're taking that risk. Brentford, what the fuck were you doing? Mbumo, Wissa, two of you should have at least gotten more. Mbumo, really huge couple just missed bunnies. Uh, You know, that, that midfield, this team, I don't, I'm not. I'm a little bothered. I'm a little deterred by, by what this opener did for Brentford. Out of all the teams, I think I'm really kind of questioning. Like, I, I expected a little bit more here. Um, maybe Ivan Tony means that much. Uh, we'll see.
0: Of course he does. He's a 20-goal scorer on a mid-table team. I mean, of course that means a lot. That's what I'm saying. That that just yeah. shows you that the little Tottenham fans have higher aspirations. It's your first game you drew when everybody's fucking clapping Staring oh, at each thanks. other and going, <laughs> We play good ball. We're back. You drew We're you drew your first game against a team that's probably going to finish twelfth this year. Yeah. That's the reality of it. And you guys yeah. are jumping up and down like little schoolgirls. Um no. but yeah, they, I saw a lot of flaws for as good as their going forward ball is. Yeah. Okay. Score two goals, we'll score four. Guarantee it.
1: They had they had 70% possession. They had Seven more shots, but the same amount of shots on target. Like yeah. that—that's yeah, that's a just, problem right there.
0: Listen, the attacking football—they're going to have some nice, fun, fun games for a neutral to watch, definitely. But I just—I—I—I I, I can't wait for that. They're going to be like Bielsa's leads. That's what they're going to be like.
1: That's so Bielsa's good. leads. They're, they're gonna,
0: there's going to be some games where they win five to five to one. And there's gonna be some games where they lose five to two.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a stretch of a comparison right now, but I I see it too. It's a one the moment they start putting up five, six, seven goals a game and people are like, Look at them, and then they're gonna to go to fucking the Emirates and have themselves a, weekend they have absolute four one, four nil stinker where they're like shit, opened up back end all day. Um Let's look at it. Oh, I see. Yeah, they have
0: they have Man U this weekend. It's yes. at home. That should be a very interesting game. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a it was a fun game to watch. Very very exciting first half, and um, we'll see what happens. That that game uh, game this weekend at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium will be very very interesting. There's some good ones this weekend. We'll talk yeah. about that later in the week. Um, next up on the docket, Chelsea at home one. Liverpool on the road, won a draw, another draw between those two teams. I think it's like seven in a row, Uh, but it was a fun game. Very, very fun game as a neutral, a lot of talking points. I think Liverpool comes out on fire, right? They looked really, really good in that first 25, 30 minutes. And then after that disallowed Mohamed Salah goal, which would have put them up 2-0, I thought Chelsea pretty much dominated the game after that. Um, They dominated possession. They look better going forward. I think the problem with Chelsea was there's still nobody in that attack that really, really scares me at all. At all. Not worried about any of those guys scoring goals. I think Cuckoo might help with that problem a little bit. Maybe Elise, but Elise is not a prolific goal scorer. So, yeah, I think Chelsea, while they look good, uh, I thought Enzo was was really, really good. I thought Reese James and Ben Chilwell were really, really good. But, um, yeah, just, they didn't, for as much as they had the ball, as much as they were playing through the midfield, there really wasn't a lot of clear-cut chances. There really wasn't. So, um, and as for Liverpool, I said this, and it's come to fruition, because Lavia and Caicedo are officially going to Chelsea. You don't get a DM. It's it, it's a wrap for you this season. No title aspirations. You're fighting for that fifth Champions League spot, because that midfield was god-awful. Van Dijk. You were praying for him to return to old Virgil Van Dyke. He is old Virgil Van Dyke, but not the not the old one from two thousand nineteen. He's old Virgil Van Dyke, like oh. career is coming to an end. Like elderly, so, elderly. Yes, exactly. Um, he looked bang average. Kanate, decent, but it's only a matter of time before he gets hurt again. And um, yeah, I just I just was not impressed by Liverpool at all. And yeah. you find out today no Lavia, no Caicedo, completely <laughs> played that wrong. Completely played it wrong. Apparently, Lavia said, oh, I'm just going to go to Chelsea because Liverpool apparently had $110 million, but they didn't want to pay more for me. So they didn't prioritize me. So you completely fucked that situation up. And now you're going to have to reach deeper in your pockets because everybody knows you have $110 million on the hip now, oh. and you're going to have to overspend for a fucking Decoré. You're going to have to overspend for a fucking Paulinho." And that's not getting you anywhere, my guy. Anywhere. McAllister in that six roll. He is not a six at all. He's not that it. That ain't gonna work. That He's ain't, ain't gonna
1: work. So not with this style. He's not it.
0: That midfield was absolutely bopped. Bopped yeah. to death
1: by Enzo yeah. Fernandez by himself. So yeah. and let's yeah. name names. Let's name names. McAllister, Ginger Mac, we're looking at you. Cody Gapco, we're looking at you. Dominic Sobosly. Sobo, slide your ass to the fucking bench because you looked atrocious. There were moments where I thought you had the one-twos. were I didn't see him out there, to be honest. There were moments where he, the speed, it was – it was. Uh, re- I thought for him, there were moments where in that midfield he got one tw'd and didn't even realize where the ball came out of. It, it was shocking to me how he moved a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> really, really t- – you know, in
0: the eight, That's a that's an experiment that needs to end Sunday. Where that do you is, that needs to end. Where do he's you a forward. Him? He's a forward. You can if he plays in the midfield again, I want them to sack Klopp. Because that's 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 malpractice. Malpractice. He is he's nowhere <laughs> near being a, a decent eight. Yeah. If, if Luton Town picked him up to play the eight, they'd be in trouble. He is not a midfielder at yeah. all. He has none of the attributes to play the midfield. That, none, that heat map, none, not none, great. none. Yeah, so if he, if he comes out in the eight, sack Klopp immediately. That yeah. is that is him throwing the game.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like it at all. I gotta agree. Uh, you know, Luis Diaz doing the things that we anticipate. Mohamed Salah assisting. You know, the the other thing we got to point out here with with all this you know attack that they have, Brian. I'm looking at a particular number that's really intriguing for me. Shots on target, four for Chelsea. Guess the number for Liverpool. Guess the amount of shots on target for Liverpool.
0: I want to say, let me let me play this strategically. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to say there's probably six. Give me the possession. Oh, I should give you the possession. Um,
0: possession was probably fifty eight percent Chelsea,
1: sixty five percent Chelsea. Okay, thirty five. Yeah, close, close. Uh, but that's about the closest thing that you got to because you guessed five. Uh, Liverpool had one shot on target. Are you serious? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I kind of believe, I think they, I thought they had maybe a couple more than I I misremembered, but. The Muhammad
1: Muhammad Salah off the post. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was was poor. It was poor from Liverpool. And then it was just capped off by the fact that you're not getting Caicedo and Lavia. (laughs) And yeah. I mean, we might have to do a revision of our predictions because that, that is just, that is just sad. After the window. After the, after after the window. Yeah, we'll revise. That's just fucking sad. It truly is. They completely fucked that up. And if you're Liverpool, you have to ask questions of your owners. Big time. Big time. Big time. Because it looks like now you have a great fucking attack, but you have no defense. Uh And we all said this would happen. We all said you absolutely needed a a big boy DM. A big boy DM. And you absolutely needed another center back. And... Nothing at all. Nothing.
1: No. And and I'll go ahead and say it. You should have put in in Josco. You could you should have pressed us for Josco. You should have put, you know, You should have got
0: fucking in. June if you had one hundred ten million.
1: Well, well, and I'm so happy you said it because I'm going to tell you right now. I, I did some I did some investigating. I asked questions. I'm a journalist. I went out of my way to go do some research for you. And I went to some Liverpool channels live stream right after the game. I sent you a screenshot of some of the questions I was sending in there. It got answered, and I I want to I want to break I want to bring back the information, the retaliation to this argument, and I want to take it to you, let you summer on it. Tell me what your thoughts are. It's the wages, sir. The wages are the reason why we didn't side Jude Bellingham. It's the fact that he was asking for us almost. What is he on? And I'll look it up since these nematodes want to say it was around 400K, which, if you have a conversation, if it's around 400K. But at the end of the day, I brought up wages earlier and the structure. Yes, there are outliers. And when you have an opportunity like the one you have with absolutely ball riding this man since he came out the womb. And claim he's got to come. The Scouser blood is in him. And you don't get him? And flash forward to six months later. When now you are spending money. Like you got it? Come on man. Come on. The wage structure here. We'll see how accurate this is. Um, But. I just. I find it wild. I I got
0: 400k a week in euros.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same. capology.com.
0: Wow. Okay. A lot. It's about 350 pounds a week, which is what Salah is being Slug. paid. Yeah. Which, is, which is a lame, lame excuse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to hear the Saudi excuse. I, I don't want to hear that excuse. Oh, we got money for Hendo and, and Fabinho from the Saudis. So you know, that's where I, we got the 110. Let me get this better. This is Liverpool FC, guys. Yeah. This is Liverpool FC. You make more revenue than almost any team in Europe. Period. So You've been a perennial Champions League team that's made deep, deep runs year in and year out for for five or six years. So I don't want to hear the no money excuse. Yep. I don't. I don't. How much money did you guys get win for get for winning the Champions
1: League last year? Total in revenue from just the Champions League it was from over just the Champions League. Just the Champions League was over was about ninety seven million. I think a little under 100.
0: This is a team that went to three Champions League finals and won one. That's 300 million there. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to hear, oh, Fabinho, you got 50 million for those two. Okay? You have money. You are Liverpool FC. Let's go over your revenue for last year while you make your point.
1: This is the thing that I want to even bring to you because (laughs) – You speak in logical terms when it comes to the, the the mentality of a big club. Like I don't understand why we can't have the logical conversation that you for years have. Sp- bit and looked down upon oil money and Saudi moves and you Liverpool fans sit there with your moral compass on this whole concept of we won't do it we won't do it only for your captain to move on and you take that money gladly and now to be able to try to spend and miss out on a guy that you guys have been wanting for ages he was destined to be a Liverpool player and this is their argument let me give it because we're using logic there. Here's where they're gonna take it to another level. He doesn't. We don't want to pay an unproven guy like that, four hundred k, three hundred fifty k wages to match Mohamed Salah. Think, th- think, think, about that for a moment. For the amount of absolute gassing they've done for this guy,
0: I think Gass- Leon Madrid made that excuse, and oh. We don't want to pay want him that much because we have Camavinga. Do you want to? Do you want to look I at mean, the money? Come on, because Liverpool hard, FC but... made seven hundred million in revenue in twenty twenty one twenty two. Seven hundred million. We can only assume that their revenue for the following year was probably, let's say, it was on the low end, and it was six hundred million. So that's one point three billion dollars in about three years. And yeah. you want to tell me you couldn't afford Jude? We knew you had the transfer fee. You, you didn't need the Saudi money for that. I'm That's sorry, great. you didn't. Nope. And the wage structure. You can make all the excuses you want, but this is what gets it done. This is what gets it done. Arsenal could have said, "Oh, we don't want we don't want to pay Bakayo Saka 250 million because then Martinelli's going to come back to us and want that." Oh no, no. You just fucking do it and you deal with it later.
1: Exactly. You deal with
0: it later. When it comes to quality players, you bring in as many as you can. Yeah. and you needed a midfielder jude wanted you yeah. for years you had chances to seal that up yeah. your director of football michael edwards has left and that's that's been a big problem because mm-hmm. the old liverpool wouldn't have fucked this up this badly
1: at you can't. all you can't You can't listen for, for as much as a club that brags about family heritage, you'd think a lot of this is a little too hereditary. If you know what I mean, they absolutely brag about this whole family thing and coming into this and you'll never walk alone and it's different here. And, and, and you're destined to play for us to even to further validate how amazing your point is bringing up madrid and how they would question that do you know that his wages match vinicius jr right now do you think they went to vinicius or you think vinicius went to them and were like hey what are you doing here why are we signing a guy like this and he's matching my ways wages he's unproven if muhammad salah is having that conversation with you all the entire structure to this you'll never walk alone is completely fraudulent fraudulent You do not worry about wages when it is your guy. Do you think we give a Hulu fuck that Erling Haaland came in his first year and is up there in wages? That is what it takes. Everyone shut the fuck up and get to work. He's your guy. He was your guy. And for you to come out now and lose on Lavia and lose on Calcedo and lose on Jude, I mean— the De conversation is valid.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a legit link, Onana. I mean, it's 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 getting it's getting it's getting dire for Liverpool. We can only we can only laugh at them. We can only <laughs> laugh at them. But yeah, you know, let's talk about Chelsea because they're just spending money like it's going out of style. It's just it's just it's just incredible. I I don't know. They're really banking on the fact that they're going to make it back in the Champions League, and and I, I just want to say this. You spend a billion dollars. I don't want to hear people saying we're going to finish fifth. A billion dollars have been spent in three transfer windows, and you're picking your team to finish fifth. That is absolutely pathetic. You guys better win the title this year. Win the title this year. A billion dollars. You're buying Premier League proven players, and you have a Premier League proven manager. I don't want to hear about first year. You think- yourself. Antonio Conte's Chelsea in his first year won the title. Uh-huh. So I don't want to hear these excuses. A billion pound have been spent, and you guys are jumping up and down in joy about how much money you spent. Like you guys all funded it. No, 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 no. Your little crooked owner funded it. That's who funded it. And there will be repercussions later because I'm sorry. There's just no way this is, this is legitimate spending and legitimate transfer and legitimate business going down. Something, something, something odd is about this. There's something weird about this. There can't be this many loopholes being exploited. However, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know enough about it. But you better win the title this year. A billion pound has been spent. A billion. You're still, you're still going to go spend more, and you're at the nine hundred million mark. So when it's all said and done, you will be over a billion in a calendar year, pretty much. Win yeah. the fucking title. I don't want to hear no lame dick excuses. I really don't. Nobody in football has ever done this. This is unprecedented. So we better see some unprecedented results.
1: This is laughable in the most condescending, your own rules fucked you. Why did you even think you can do this situation? And I got to be honest with you, you. You you have had a critical eye on, on all of these things. And... I, have You and I disagree on the City situation, clearly, and you and I obviously agree on the Chelsea situation, but all of this in the greater scheme, in my humble opinion, alludes to the fact that while we look at all of this and think, this is just kind of dumb, right? Like how it's all just working out that he buys it and then just gets the ability to just do all of this because he's not in Champions League, so he doesn't have to follow you know, those rules, so he gets to break it down even more and over like a over from a five year to we're talking about a three-year period when you divide numbers up like that you know and add in an extra third that that that's a lot dude that is a lot so when you do that yeah he, he's he's finding ways to do this but this is why i say from the beginning this is all a fucking joke go back to the origins of ffp it all of this makes us we should be asking ourselves. Why did they even put this shit in, in the in the first place? You should have a trade deadline. You should have a, a minimal amount needed. And if you want to have a cap, let's do it as a cap. But at the end of the day, all of this financial fair play shit is just so fucking lame. Because what it allows is an American muscle like Boley to come in and just first off continue to make Americans look like shit. Second off, continue to show that Americans don't know shit about soccer, and third off, this man is just like ruining every bit of like potential partnership and and working with some of these clubs. Like, when you have clubs that are like, oh, we're gonna go tell on you. We're gonna go kind of bitch about you kind of thing. It's to the stance of you're You're not negotiating the way it should be done, Bowley. You, like, Crystal Palace is super mad that you came in on Olysses a certain way. And I'm just and I'm sitting here as a club who also came in for him, by the way. They're not bitching about what City came in and did. So if we're going to play this game about, all 117 charges, you know, no one else is getting charged. Crystal Palace is over here about to put in a formal complaint. There were many clubs coming in for Olysses. You're the only club that gets a fucking uh, a report on. They're only bitching about you. So help help me understand and and I just I'm not I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of what they're doing. I'm not a fan of how they're doing it. It's not it doesn't seem smart. It seems like it's more we have a window to do this now. Let's do this now and get it in because we know we can win with these players. and I'm telling you now. If you are a big six club with a big statement, with a big bank, you have got to win today. Not tomorrow, not fifth year, not this is a seven-year plan. We're going to win it before their contract. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Valid. Yesterday's price is not today's price.
0: Get it done now, Chelsea. Get it done now. tired of the, the lame... The lame fan base, oh yeah, we're gonna rebuild uh, we're, we're you're not in a rebuild you're not. a rebuild doesn't require a billion pound a billion pound it doesn't nope it doesn't that's not what a rebuild requires so I, I, I'm tired of it tired of the fucking excuses fucking get it done and and bring in some attackers because that attack looks impotent impotent yeah. still. Elisa is not going to get it done for you.
1: They're so bad. They're so bad. Uh, breaking news, Lionel Messi has scored against Philadelphia Union.
0: Yep, I got it on. <laughs> 2-0. He's completely changed that fucking team. They were dead in the water, and they're about to go to two cup finals. since he's <laughs> What returned. is happening? Oh, no God. Lie. No lie.
1: That's incredible. Insane.
0: Fucking insane.
1: Just solidifying yeah, his number two rankings in my into uh, War. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's where he'll be. That's where he'll be. But um, yeah, so let's let's finish with the last game of the weekend. We'll recap our scores and then we'll return Thursday to uh, preview this uh, pretty exciting weekend coming up for the Premier League. Uh, you guys have you Newcastle, Tottenham versus Man U, Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Some decent decent games this weekend. So, oh yeah. Um, but, but we had a very, very beautiful, beautiful mid table clash to end the weekend between Manchester United and the Wolves. What the fuck was that? Absolute stinker of a performance. Absolute stinker of a performance from Manchester United.
1: Did you watch this game live? All of it. Every single fucking minute of it. I watched every bit of it and laughed my ass off. Wolven Hampton Wolves cooked. And if you want to talk about moral points, God, bro, they can get something cooking. Now, I still think they're going to get their head beat in all year. Don't make no mistake about it. But if I'm them, I'm circling this game on my schedule. This second matchup at the Molineux better be a fire one for them. They were cooking, bro. They looked like the better team. And if statistically I just go down, it doesn't look like they did anything that much better than them. The passing accuracy is close. The shots on target, the possession, the passes in general, the shots, Wolves are clipping them. It's incredible how amazing, if you just watch the game, Wolves cooked. Wolves cooked.
0: Yeah, no, Wolves deserve to win deserve to win at, at the very least deserved a draw after that absolutely horrendous non penalty call at the end of that game for Andrea and Nana to come in there and completely clatter the attacker for no good reason. There was no need for that. Absolutely unwarranted. And already in the first fucking week we have an apology to the team. Yep. Howard Webb, you absolute piece of shit. I thought these issues were going to get resolved. Yet in week one, you've already fallen on your face and shown your ass. Absolutely embarrassing. And it's funny how most of these decisions always seem to end up going for Man U. That's why I don't want to hear, oh, you Arsenal fans always complain about the refs. Well, I see the same bullshit week in and week out. And when I'm told things are going to get fixed, they get worse. So cut it out. The, The absolute rat that screwed us in Brentford is already back working. Like I said, this is like the fucking Catholic church in the fucking early 2000s when they were molesting children and getting away with it because they were just sending priests to the next church instead of outing them. It's all a giant cover up. It's all a giant fuck fest for these fucking these these refs. They all cover for each other. It's like the police unions where they're committing crimes and they're all covering for each other because this guy is fucking selling drugs. This guy's fucking beating up black people on his fucking, on, on camera and getting away with it. They're all doing shady shit and they're all covering for each other. And it's all a fucking, uh, a, a good boy fraternity. It's ridiculous, ridiculous. And we couldn't even go through one fucking week. Not the much. first week we couldn't even have a lovely first week. It, it's embarrassing. And like I said, they always seem to go man use way. Always. You never see you never see an apology to Man U for a missed call. Two things I've never seen. A UFO, an apology from the PGNOL to Man U for a missed call. Because they don't miss Man U calls. They don't.
1: Yeah, it's hard to disagree. Uh, I have been on the wrong end of benefited calls for United that have lost us the game and later have acknowledged that it was a mistake. And it's fucking embarrassing that shit like this happens. And to your point... It seems to be that United are always the beneficiary of, of these situations. And I, I laugh at the concept of thinking that for one moment, uh, someone who uh, has yet to fucking tell me who a better CDM is than Rotary, uh, this person tells me that Aaron Wan-Bissaka is amazing. And I watched that game. I watched a dirty foul on Atnori. I watched some nice one-twos moving forward, but I also watched Lissandro Martinez get himself a yellow and play like an absolute scoundrel. I also saw Casemiro look about 45 years old, and I also saw Bruno Fernandes absolutely getting wizard all fucking day by Matthias Nunez and Matthias Cunha in his first match as a captain of your club. If that is any sign of moving forward, My God. We have serious problems. Speaking of problems, right next to that ugly Portuguese fuck, we had Mason Mount, who remind me, Brian, how much did he cost? Sixty. Sixty fucking million for a guy who put up a lot of goose eggs. And you're Manchester United. See, here's a funny theme about this first weekend. Big clubs not performing in match day one and us having already built in excuses. The concept that oh well he's still getting adjusted you know we don't we didn't it's later in the window you know a player that we were just kind of looking at eric tenhack says he was a must sign a no-brainer we've been looking at him for a while if he is a player you've been looking at for a while why is he clueless in your fucking system why does why is it that Luke Shaw continues to find himself moving forward and we have situations where Marcus Rashford looks mysteriously like Casper the Ghost? You have a defender moving forward. You have Mason Mount looking gone. Rashford looking gone. Garnacho can't hit anything this side of the Eastern Hemisphere. It's, it's mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, he's not ready. He's not and ready. Wolves! 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 Yeah, they're they're a relegation candidate. They're a relegation candidate, and they they absolutely bopped you at at Old Trafford. Absolutely bopped you. And yeah, Mason Mount, I said it a couple weeks ago, I do not understand how they think this is going to work, this Mason Mount, Bruno, Casemiro midfield. Mason Mount is not a ball carrier. He's not going to do the defensive work. And Casemiro was left on an island yesterday and he could not fucking handle it. And this is the Wolves midfield. This is the Wolves midfield. As good as those guys were yesterday, they are at a certain level. Look at the table from last year. They haven't improved anything at all. They are at that level. Yeah. That's a, it, that and they recap. came into your fucking home 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 stadium and absolutely bopped you. <laughs> Garnacho's not ready. Nope. Anthony. Anthony. We we talk about what a good manager Ten Hag is. My manager has created two of the best wingers in Europe. Your manager has vouched for this player, spent almost $100 million on him, and has not improved him one bit. He looked worse than last season, and he was dog shit last season. Yep. So all this Ten Hag, I trust Ten Hag. Really? You trust him? Because he, he hasn't done anything with his own players.
1: He doesn't have eye for talent. I'm saying it right now. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and go on a limb. I'm saying it. This man has no eye for talent. Brian, to reinforce it, this is a guy he saw consistently in the Dutch league. He knew exactly yeah. what was going on. He knew what he fucking wanted. And this man is just not cutting it. When I look He's at terrible. this, let's go through this Wolverhampton squad. Greg Dawson is a West Ham reject. Nelson Semedo is a Barcelona reject. Kill me. awful. Never fucking heard of you before. Out naughty. you balled out in the World Cup, but you're actually a moving forward fullback. You can actually, have, you have a nice left foot. I actually kind of rate you, but you're a younger project player. You're gonna tell me that Matthias Nunez, Matthias Cunha, Matthias Lamina, the Matthias killed you. You had Matthias a, FC. Matthias FC this squad looked amazing and this is fucking wolves this is a bottom team you cannot sit here and say well you know we still got the victory you look like shit you did not cook you did nothing productive Marcus Rashford centrally he's not a striker he is not a striker what the fuckers 10 hack doing he's not him in the central spot bro what is their style of play? Cuz
0: he's been there for a year and what what are they trying to do? Cuz I know they're not trying to dominate possession when you have Casemiro who can't do that, Mount who can't do that. None of these players can do that. So so they're just going to be a, a counter attack team. You're spending all this money to play counter attack football? I 51. mean, come on. 51%. I mean, I'm starting to think they might have a huge drop off this year. Maybe last year was a little bit of fool's gold because that was embarrassing. That was just downright embarrassing. And luckily, it's week one. But I'm going to say it right now: they this this game this game this weekend between Tottenham and Man U is going to tell us a very lot, yeah. a very lot because minerals shown. It's two. It's two clashing styles too. Because Ten Hag wants to play counterattacking football, and 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 fucking big big whatever the fuck, big pile of shit. Uh, Coglu <laughs> wants to play wants to play front foot not even front foot both both feet front <laughs> football I mean he wants to play all-out attacking so we're gonna get a lot of answers here but I'm just I'm just I'm just shocked you know at Ajax, they were playing pretty football and here it looks like he just wants to counterattack I mean there's no style of play there's no patterns of play it's uh-huh. just they sit back kind of deep and then yeah they just try to hit you on the counter and it's like we're spending all this money to do that. Where's this invent inventive style of play from Ten Hag? Where's mm-hmm. Ten Hag ball? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And this is after all this money spent. You yeah. guys have put a lot of money into this project already.
1: This is your a f- lot. Well,
0: besides Chelsea. It's it's you're the second highest net spend over the last year.
1: Yeah. And and this is where United fans will tell you, Well, we've got the victory. You know, we're fine. You are not fine. If you watch that game, you should not be happy with anything for you are manchester united you have superiority over everyone you are the bee's knees and wolves took it to you they cooked i really believe i'm telling you now this i don't know what's gonna happen in this tottenham manu game i am really it's gonna be a huge huge ball check moment for both of these who's got the testes because something's got to break you're absolutely right there could be a situation in that game where tottenham literally have 70 30 possession over man U, and if that's the case oh my god o'leary i am going to be roasting your fucking ass this club
0: you're not allowed to well you have you still
1: have to let him enjoy week one that's right yeah yeah week one opener of the season my god My God, you delicate flower. I hope you enjoyed watching that game. I hope you enjoyed watching a a cheap-ass victory. And now, the funny thing about it is, yeah, it's a victory, but you scroll socials just like the rest of us. You're going to see how much shit your club is getting right now. The signs are not looking good, bro. The signs are not looking good there. It better be a dominant performance against Tottenham before I even start to even slightly reconsider the situation because if mason mount continue you can't say it any better mason mount is not a ball carrying midfield if you watch him in the mid getting the ball his vision is there he looks up he understands it wait until that physicality touches that man gets worked every Time, he cannot yeah. handle it. He is not a ball carrying midfield. The progression does not happen into the final third, into the attacking third with him, and the ball is at his feet. It just doesn't happen. He's not that guy, man. I have, I see huge problems for this club. Bullshit at yep. 32.
0: Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get the three points. It was fucking handed to them. Let's 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 make that clear as well. Agreed. It was fucking handed to them. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, some interesting games next weekend. We'll we'll recap that. Is there anything else you want to talk about uh, before we head out out of here?
1: Breaking news during the podcast record. Jeremy Doku has approved personal terms with Manchester City. Uh, his club is now anticipating a offer by end of day tomorrow. Uh, Lucas Paqueta confirming we've already gotten personal terms done. A West Ham offer. Uh, has gone in equating to 90 million with add ons. It seems as though they have rejected. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on. We're gonna see. I'm fucking pissed off about West Sham. Uh, but that's about it. So Their I got. Um, it's gonna
0: go down to the very last day of the window.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I live city, don't like to do it like that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Also, rumors that Amrick Laporte is being Just considered. Out. Just saw it. Um, I also think they're trying to get a gauge for him if he they like him in London. West Ham's trying to talk to him. I had a good laugh about that. Um, I I really thought he was going to go La Liga, but it doesn't look like that. Uh, and 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 that's about it from from a from a transfer perspective on what I got going on over here. You guys going to go to do any more business? Um, Kudos
0: rumors are being revived since he hasn't, uh, figured out, someone, figured out, figured out the deal with Brighton. So I, I don't know. I really don't know uh, possibility with the timber news. Uh, that injury was, was crap this weekend, probably out for most of the season. Um, will get official news, probably I'm, I'm sure by the end of the week, but yeah, maybe going for another fullback. I don't know where we have, we have fullbacks to cover that position. So it's going to be interesting. I, I I do think we have something up our sleeve. What it is, I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard to predict Arsenal. Sometimes they always seem to have something up their sleeve, though. But yeah, yeah it's some business outgoings. Balogun will probably be done in the next week. Um, yeah. Tierney, Newcastle want him. Um, so still,
1: we'll see. Still, still. What a yeah, five-year deal with Doku. Uh, West Ham are apparently trying to get trying to hijack it though. And apparently, are prepared to offer more money to uh, to Reigns. He's in a in a French team. Uh, what are your thoughts on? Can we get a can we get a temper update? Do we know officially what what's happened?
0: So it looks like it could be an ACL tear, um, but no official news. They're probably running extra tests. Probably waiting for swelling to go down.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, yeah, we'll, t- we'll we'll figure that out.
1: Yeah. West Ham think they're getting kudos, too. This fucking club, man. It's a fucking joke.
0: West Ham? Yeah. Yeah, but they're probably going to have to wait for more money to come in for that. So Harry Maguire off to West Ham. Well, not not off to West Ham, but the move is off. That's how oh, it
1: is. another point we should have talked about from a United perspective. That man's on the bench. Maybe you can bring him in and play CDM a little bit. Match that with Casemiro.
0: Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Absolutely hilarious, 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 hilarious. But we'll get back on uh, Thursday and preview the upcoming weekend. Like we said, we got some interesting ones coming up. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, anything else?
1: Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good.
0: That's Super it. Cup. Watch Super Cup get. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get your prediction for the Super Cup.
1: That's tomorrow. I <sighs> forgot. Ruben Diaz, concussion protocol will not be playing, did travel. John Stones is with us uh i am predicting a 3 to 1 city win uh erling holland will score <laughs> where is it uh it is in greece boys are out in greece we're playing sevilla winner of the europa um and it'll be fun it'll be fun to watch it's something we've never won before um i want to snag everything for a little club that we are not winning this before we've never been there before this is a big thing for me so i'm excited about it i'm going to be watching um I just watched that fucking goal that messy shot. My God, yeah. dude, that is incredible! Perfect placement,
0: my lord! Poor goalkeeping, though, don't you think? What is
1: he doing from far yeah. that far it's
0: out? Like Come sleeping. on, he's not—he's not, not like he's at—he's past the midway, the, the halfway line. Yeah. He's—he's he's heading into your half. I mean, he's like sleeping, backpedaling all casually.
1: I count a minimum of two bounces it takes on the ground before it gets yeah. to you. Good my placement,
0: book. but that should be saved. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's poor, poor goalkeeping. Fucking MLS. Messy. Fucking MLS. But yeah. Anyway, that's a wrap. Episode sixty nine A now in the books. We out.